Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Pop Rewind podcast. I'm Linz. And I'm Lee, drinking Echo Cooler. Oh, rub it in. Jeez, I've just got water. Well, today we have a very special episode. On a very special episode of the Pop Rewind podcast. We do a little traveling. Well, Lee does a little bit of traveling. Well, it's kind of like, you remember in the 80s, there was always like one episode of the sitcom where it was like, the Family Ties group goes to wherever. Uh, the head of the class group went to Russia. Like, there's always that one episode shot overseas. And we shot one episode overseas. Well, not really. We can only afford to send one of us. So we sent Lee to Japan to ride the Back to the Future ride one last time. Yeah, that's right. Um, I went all the way there. I pretty much had one mission in mind. Uh, Luckily, it did turn into a much more fun trip than that. But, uh, you know, now I'm here and we're going to talk about it. So now that you're back, I have to ask you what everyone is wondering. Yes. What was Zima like? Well, it's funny when they load you into the DeLorean and they close the door and this, the, wait, what was the question? What was Zima like? One of the first photos from Japan that you posted on our Instagram, which on a side note, I saw some friends today and one of my friends legit thought it was me in Japan and was very (laughs) confused by our Instagram account. Because it can't possibly be two people running the same account. (laughs) I think she knew, but she was just kind of, why are there all these pictures from Japan being posted? Yeah, I saw... So you confused little Nikki. Somebody on Twitter was kind of confused by that, too, but it's okay. So what would you think Zima tasted like? I always kind of assumed it would be like those Smirnoff ice coolers. Right, and that's what I assumed. Just because it kind of looked similar. Yeah, it's not as sugary. You know how like the Smirnoff things are real sugary, kind of cloudy to some extent? Yeah. This was very clear and it tasted like cotton candy. Wow, I would not. I was thinking more just like fizzy, maybe a hint of lemon. No, Zima tasted like cotton candy. And then uh, as a pairing with it, I had some green tea Kit Kat. Very Japanese, yes. Well, I was excited to actually get to try Zima because when Zima was introduced, I was a kid, right? But somehow even Mm -hmm. I knew as a kid that you were a dork if you drank Zima, right? Like, you you were like like 10 years old and you know, man, Zima's for losers. And so obviously I never got to try it. You know, it was discontinued by the time I got around to drinking age. And so... It was nice to kind of go to Japan, sort of relive the uh, the Zima experience I never got to live the first time around. I feel like I'm doing nothing but just drinking old beverages from the past. I mean, Surge is back. I've got a can of Ecto Cooler in my hand. It's a Crystal Pepsi is supposedly coming back. Like, what is going on here? If Clearly Canadian ever gets their crap together, it's going to blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to drink that overpriced water you bought three years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you spent a lot of time traveling to the past in this trip, and I gotta, you know, Zima aside, I gotta hear about your travels. I guess originally it was to go ride Back to the Future one more time. I sent my cousin a text message just kind of out of the blue and said, man, doesn't that suck that they're closing the ride? And he said, yeah. Now the ride closed, what was it, May 31st? Yeah, May 31st was the last time travel is how they promoted it. So you were there just about like a week before the last one, right? Yeah, I was at Universal Studios on May 25th, and the ride closed on May 31st. Forever. This was the last one there was ever going to be. And so I sent my cousin a message, and I was just kind of like, yeah, you want to go to Japan? Ride it one more time? And um, he actually said yes. (laughs) 
didn't really expect that Matt would say yes, but he did. And somehow three weeks later, we were in Japan. <laughs> that was a quick trip planning. I mean, and, and good for him. He's a good cousin to indulge you in this, really. Right? I was kind of surprised, but it turned out to be a great trip. And um, No one I'm related to would put up with that crap. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to Japan last minute. Oh, really? You're going to go see the sites and like... Some shrine stuff. Actually, we're going to go over there and uh, ride back to the future of the ride. Well, when they announced that they were closing the ride, they didn't really give people a lot of time to make travel plans. You know, that's fair. You're right. Because when they closed the Florida one and the and the California one, I think they gave like nine months. That was back in 2007. So that was a mm-hmm. fair enough amount of time to get there. I didn't, and I'd always kind of regretted it. So I was going back and forth, and if I should really take this trip. Some of my friends were like, you're an idiot. Why would you do this? Why would you go to Japan for a week, and you're going mainly to ride this dumb ride? Why are you going? And then other friends got it, and one of them said, you regret it the rest of your life. You don't go. I get it. You have to go. And I was like, all right. Well, now that that's in my head, I kind of have to go. You would. No, I'm glad you guys went. So besides Back to the Future, they've also got Jurassic Park and... Jaws and all that there too, right? Yeah. So the Universal Park in Osaka is basically the Universal Park from the early nineties in Florida. So I was I went to the Florida Park like right after it opened. So it was kind of cool being one of the original time travel volunteers on Back to the Future <laughs> the Ride and one of the final time travel volunteers at the Institute of Future Technology, as it were. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was just so 90s. I mean, it it felt like I should have seen, like, Clarissa explaining something all in one section of the park. That's how much it felt like the old Florida park. So the Florida park got rid of a lot of the 90s stuff then, right? Like, I'm not familiar with Universal Studios at all. Yeah, I think the only original attraction at the Florida park still is the E.T. Adventure Ride. Jeez. Yeah, which this park did have, but it's uh, it's since been removed. Aw. Yeah. That's, I actually really like that ride. It would have been nice to go on and hear what E.T. sounds like in Japanese. Like, sayonara. <laughs> if I had the same smell. Yeah. <laughs> the Japanese E.T. the ride smell. So a lot of 90s stuff there. Are they updating any of it? I mean, they're getting rid of, well, they've gotten rid of Back to the Future, but what about the other attractions? It's kind of... A weird mix. So they just got rid of Back to the Future, and they also still had Backdraft. Why? <laughs> they still had Backdraft, a movie All I've right. actually never seen. Um, I, you know, I roughly know what it's about, but it's this kind of like this walkthrough attraction, and I think it was in three different rooms. In the first two rooms, you're watching like clips of Ron Howard dubbed in Japanese. So it was really boring. And then in the second room, it looked like there was some kind of action show, but maybe they've cut the budget since and there weren't actors. So it was just like fire truck lights turning on and like a spotlight moving around the stage, but like no actor. Oh. And then in the third room, you actually get to see pyrotechnics and explosions and things of a scene from Backdraft. And that was actually pretty cool, especially... Because on our way out, I was kind of like, hey, let's stick around a minute and see how this stuff automatically returns itself. And we saw, like, barrels flipping themselves up, and the (laughs) ceiling that collapsed started going back up. It was pretty funny. 
That's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. And it's in the Ghostbusters building. So there was like a Ghostbusters attraction there that they cleared out for backdraft? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It's in the same building that they used for Ghostbusters at Universal Florida. All right, all right. Just like they were like, well, we already have the architecture plans for this firehouse. Let's just make it a backdraft attraction. You know, they had that. They said Jaws, which was a really corny ride to begin with, but it's aged particularly well because now it feels even more campy. The whole ride is the host on the boat explaining the island of Amity and all the quaint things going on. And there's definitely no sharks here. So he would just kind of scream and point and I'd look over and be like, oh, okay, shark, because I didn't really know what he was saying. Yeah, and they they have the Terminator attraction there. There was actually a parade happening in front of Cyberdyne, and that was really surreal. I watched this amazing parade that was like kind of clearly a knock at Disney. All these Disney public domain franchises they had based their stories on. So it's like, look, it's still a blue genie. Check out Cinderella getting ready for a ball. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We see what you did there. Oh, totally. See, Cyberdyne is evil. Yeah, Cyberdyne. It's, you know, evil as it gets. All right, going back to the future, to what we originally based the podcast on. Yeah, I see what you did there. I, I gotta know about this ride. What has What is so great about this ride that has drawn you to go to Japan to ride once more? Do, do, do I need to state the obvious that it's a ride based on Back to the Future? Fair enough. Right. So what was it like writing it one last time? I mean, is it in Japanese? Yeah, it's uh, it's a motion simulator ride, essentially. And you're seeing these clips of Doc and Biff fighting with each other, and they're in Japanese. So we did learn how to call people a butthead in Japanese. So were they... Was it subtitled or dubbed? It was dubbed in Japanese. So it was like the same oh, clips okay. that you would have seen... I guess at the California or Florida parks, but they were dubbed at this point. Some of the things on that ride, I will openly admit, have definitely seen better days. Uh, Mm -hmm. For instance, the TVs there were still four by three giant CRT monitors. (laughs) So, you know, you're listening to Huey Lewis in line. It is clear that the ride is a little bit out of place at this point. Yeah. Uh, You know, as big of a fan as I am of Back to the Future, I can kind of... Summarize it as the the rides had a good run. It definitely had a fair shake for a quarter century run. That's not bad. Luckily, it, the ride had kind of gotten to this point where I remember it when I was a kid. This is one of those. It was just like the ride at Universal Studios, and you'd stand in line all day for your one chance to ride. This we just kept getting off and getting right back on. There was like no line for it, even in its last week of operation. How many times did you ride it? I ended up riding it four, and it takes, I would say, about a half hour to go through the whole sequence. Okay. So that was a good chunk of the day. Um, But it's gotten to the point where it's quaint, so like the ride ops have kind of made it their own. So instead of taking it too seriously, they kind of like came in and made sure we knew this awesome hand gesture they do, which they put their, their fingers on their shoulder... And say, see you, and then do this at home with me here. Uh, I stick, am. Your, <laughs> stick your thumb out and say, in the future. And so when they shut the door of the DeLorean, you get in and they say, see you, and you're supposed to go, in the future. 
Is that some kind of sign language that is actually sign language or just something they made up? I think they just made it up. Huh. Yeah. I got them to do it on video with me because I wanted to capture that. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the staff there was really cool, and we got off one time. One of the write-ups was clearly a, like a huge fan of the ride and like was really excited to be working there, but was bummed that it was closing. And she right. made us these customized stickers that said Back to the Future, the ride, with the final date, and it says Last Time Travel. Aww. Yeah. That's my favorite souvenir from the whole trip. I love it. I'm going to frame it. That's really it. cool. Yeah. In terms of how the ride compares from, you know, the Japanese version to the North American version, were there any differences or anything that the Japanese ride did better or vice versa? It's really hard for me to compare it too much to the Florida version. I was never in the California version. But one, the last time I rode the Florida version was probably like 98. So nearly 20 years ago. So my memory is going to be a little skewed. Plus, this ride was in its 15th year of operation. So, in the last week of operation, so it's hard to tell, like, where the maintenance kind of fell on it over the years. Once you get inside the Institute of Future Technology, it's very different. Like, the outside of the building is a little different, but it's essentially the same thing. And you go inside, and instead of seeing, like, Doc's lab and all his junk laying around, it's just kind of like these Rube Goldberg machines spinning balls around. It almost feels like something out of, like, a 90s Batman movie. And then... (laughs) There were flux capacitors in the wall, which I don't remember from the Florida park, and it didn't have any of the movie props. Like, for instance, the Florida park had a Pepsi Perfect and a hoverboard and stuff on display. This did not. Um, Oh. Also, the ride is based with an Omnimax screen, which I'm a huge Omnimax film enthusiast. So this ride satisfies me. As being into amusement parks, as being into Back to the Future, as being into DeLoreans, and being into Omnimax films, and being in Japan. So, like, it was kind of a... People were like, why did you go ride this? I'm like, because it kind of merged a lot of my interests, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're not going to find that often. Right? But I think maybe they weren't running the movie at, like, the right contrast or something, because... You could see the panels of the Omnimax screen the whole time during the ride, and that, like, Mm. really took me out of it. Well, again, I mean, how old are they, right? Right. Is that lack of maintenance? Is that how it always looked? Was this one built at a lower budget than the Florida one? I really can't say. Okay. Yeah. um, But it was kind of funny because we were wondering what the date readout would be on the time circuit displays. So... The ride, believe it or not, takes you into the future, the year 2015. Whoa. Whoa. I rode this in 2016. So I was kind of wondering, <laughs> like, what it would say, you know, like, your your date departed and stuff would, was going to be. And they actually had uh, those lines blanked out on the time circuits. Oh. Yeah. They just like they couldn't just update it with you know that day's date or the day of the last ride. No, they just like it's like they just took the bulbs out. So I know on the Back to the Future ride, one of your gripes was there was a cup. Mm. Yes. Was the cup still present in this Japanese ride? Yes, the cup was still there. So when you're flying toward the clock tower, this whole set was filmed, uh, I believe, in seventy millimeter with with miniature models right so it's not like they actually mm-hmm. went on the set of back to the future they just kind of recreated it in model form and the camera's flying through it and that represents yeah. your flight 
Somebody on the crew leaves a styrofoam cup on set next to the clock tower, which you can kind of see it on the DVD. It is really obvious when you see it on an Omnimax screen. Wasn't one of the rides a little bit different? Yeah, so it was like our first or second ride on there. There's a part in the ride where you go inside a dinosaur's mouth and all the lights shut off in the car. And okay. I remember thinking, I don't remember this ride being scent enhanced. Like, it smelled like dinosaur breath, I guess. I don't, I don't uh, know. Okay. <laughs> what does dinosaur breath smell like? It just had this, like, you know, sour, acidic smell. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Cool. I, maybe that's something this ride had that the Florida one didn't. The DeLorean lands at the end of the ride, and the door comes open, and the lights come in. The guy in front of me ralphed everywhere. It wasn't dinosaur oh. scent. <laughs> He just happened to Ralph right at the moment of the dinosaur. I, oh, wow. Um, first of all, that's horrific. <laughs> Second of all, is... Okay, I mean, I'm not a ride person by any means, and I do not have any experience, so this may sound like a dumb question, but I always imagine the Back to the Future ride kind of... You know, you sit down and you go for a little bit of a ride in a car. It's nothing... You're not dropping up and down like a roller coaster. There's nothing that's going to trigger your stomach to evacuate. I think this ride is somewhat known for having motion sickness on it because basically Ow. you get into this DeLorean in a in like a garage and then once the ride starts there's fog everywhere that disguises the fact that the front half of the car that you're sitting in actually rises maybe like 20 feet into the air or something. So you definitely have that experience of flying car. And then you're in this giant, overwhelming movie screen that's like a point of view thing. So you really do feel like, whoa, whoa. Like that's kind of the gag is that you're crashing through signs and stuff. All right. I, I guess I won't be so hard on the poor guy then. It just yeah. seems like a weird ride to throw up on. Now, I know one of the attractions as well for you was getting a bunch of Back to the Future merchandise. Yeah. because they, Are you able to satisfy this? Not particularly, because the Back to the oh. Future merch store had been converted to, like, Minion Mart. Ow. Yeah. I asked around, and we got pointed to a few places with Back to the Future merch, and it was, like, kind of slim pickings. It was a couple toy cars. I bought a watch. Um, I got... I got each of us one of these. So this is one of the things I got for you here. This is a a uh, lanyard badge holder. Oh wow! And the front of it has Back to the Future, oh. Jurassic Park, Terminator, and Jaws on it. That is so ninety, right? And I just thought, when are you going to see these things all together again? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so I got a couple of those. Well, thanks. Yeah, uh, and in addition to the the Pepsi Perfect you gave me last year, which, you know, was a pretty rare Back to the Future drinking apparatus. I now have the Back to the Future, the ride uh, coffee cup, uh, oh. which signifies the date the ride closed. So are you actually going to drink out of that or is that for display purposes only? Uh, I think if I drank out of it, the graphic would be ruined right away. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cheap cup that I paid a lot of money to end up getting. This was the most complicated trip I've taken in my life to get a mug. <laughs> you 
you did go pretty far for that mug. Yeah, I was kind of obsessed with it. My cousin was starting to get a little annoyed. He's like, I'll just buy you a mug. And I'm like, no, it has to be this mug. <laughs> oh, God. Matt, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we had like people in the park circle like the location of the ride, where you got your photo with the DeLorean, where you picked up your photo of the DeLorean, and then where you got your mug. They weren't all at the same place. I got the mug from like a seafood restaurant by Jaws. Wow, they sounds like they need to organize that better. Well, I mean, I guess they don't have to now. It's closed, but yeah, they should have right. had it organized a little better. You would think, yeah. Uh, on the final day, I did see pictures. Well, there were a lot of cosplayers there, and some of them actually cosplayed as people in the ride, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, there are kind of some non-canon Back to the Future characters that are in the ride footage. So, like, somebody was dressed as the woman that explains the rules of time travel. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, I would think they would show up as Doc and Marty and everything, but I think it's cooler that they're showing up as ride characters. Is there anything else about the ride that you wanted to touch on? No, I think I've kind of obsessed about it enough. So we talked about how 90s Universal Japan is. Is there anything else cropping up in that park? Uh, Minions are very big there. Oh. Like, everywhere. There were, like... Minion churro shops and Minion coffee and Minion the gift shop in front of Back to the Future the ride. So it's kind of clear what ride's probably going to go in there. Oh, that's too bad. Right? Uh, a lot of people were dressed as Minions, like just people in yellow shirt with the like denim overalls. Lo- no, do you see a lot of that back in Florida at the Universal when you went there? A lot of people dressing up? I don't remember that. No. Okay. There was some Harry Potter dress up because that was kind of the latest thing at the time when I went last went to the Florida park. Um, so yeah, lots of minions. A lot of people dressed as Waldo, and then <laughs> right, and then there was a Pink Panther gift shop. Okay, first of all, why Waldo? I don't know. Oh, he. I think he's called Wally over there. Wally? Yeah, I think we might be the only country or region that calls him Waldo. Interesting. And Pink Panther, which seems off. Yeah, the Pink Panther uh, has his own store. It's nothing but Pink Panther merchandise. It's like entirely pink inside. I ended up buying a postcard because I thought that was kind of funny. You know, Pink Panther welcomes you from Universal Studios Japan. Yeah, you wouldn't think Pink Panther when you think Universal japan no not particularly um and then you know my favorite character that i met there wasn't actually really a character in terms of intellectual property just you know a character of a person uh we went to this italian restaurant that was like a japanese version of what an americanized italian restaurant would be like so it was like a copy of a copy of this food so it was like so do you mean remember east side mario's here yeah so it's kind of like that but the japanese version of it right so like my noodles had eggplant on them (laughs) that's kind of italian though they use eggplant right yeah but usually not prepared this way oh (laughs) never mind (laughs) Uh, but when I walked into this place, the lady at the ca- counter, she uh, explained to me, you have three options, pizza, pasta, 
or me. And she just like smiled big and pointed at her face. Well, thanks so much for letting us know all about your trip to Japan and all the great Back to the Future stuff. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about uh, Back to the Future anytime. Okay, well, we've talked enough about Back to the Future, so... Future? Past? You're not allowed to talk about Back to the Future anymore. All right. I I feel like I got it out of my system with this trip. (laughs) I just want to wrap things up. So, Lee, do you have any recommendations for our listeners out there? Oh, well, I think everybody should ride Back to the Future the ride at least once in their life. Oh, wait, (laughs) you can't anymore. Um, Oh, boo. But I would say, you know, Japan was an awesome time, and I would highly recommend uh, planning your own trip there and making the fun out of it that that you can. What recommendations do you have? Uh, Not nearly as exciting as your recommendation, sadly, but I have been marathoning the Goldbergs, and I friggin' love it. The NKOTB episode is pretty much how me and my best friend got into the New Kids on the Block. I always figured you got into New Kids on the Block because you heard the Weird Al song about Oreos. And that made no, you we actually, we got into New Kids probably in, I think it was 97. Wait, like five years after that album came out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were making fun of like friends of ours who had the tape still were like we're gonna watch it and make fun of them and oh this is so dumb let's rewind it and watch it again and talk about how dumb it is yeah joey's not dreamy or anything that would be stupid and we just like started memorizing the songs and we would dance and we just finally admitted to each other i like the new kids on the block so basically since knowing you i've had an opportunity to talk you out of this and didn't yeah. Oh, well, I'm a good and friend. And you know what? It was it was the year going into high school, so needless to say, we were crazy popular. Oh, yeah. When you wear your new kids on the block shirt in 1998, it's... Uh, <laughs> the sad really part is I went to Catholic laid. high school, so I had a uniform, but on dress down days, it was a new kids on the block shirt. Nice. Or Ren and Stimpy, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so... You know, obviously we've been kind of focusing, I would say, more on the social media and the podcast lately in terms of Pop Rewind, but you are doing some cool stuff on YouTube now. Oh, yeah. I kind of got into converting my VHS tapes to digital. It's a lot of old Conan episodes, which I haven't really uploaded. I keep getting dinged for copyright stuff on those, so I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with them yet. Uh, But I've uploaded some commercials, a lot of weird detroit commercials so if you want to check it out i'll put some links in the description in the description this is a new youtube video i'll put some links in the podcast post (laughs) well you might be listening to the podcast on youtube you might be who knows i don't know this gets confusing you know i got inspired by some of the videos you were putting on youtube and i actually managed to Track down a pretty exclusive version of the uh, the Ghostbusters 2016 trailer, so maybe check that out as well. Ooh, that does sound exciting. Yeah, you'll feel like a real Ghostbusting machine afterward. Hey, Linz, uh, I believe there's all kinds of places you can find Pop Rewind on social media. Well, Lee, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, Google+, probably other places that I'm forgetting at Pop Rewind or Pop Rewind Online. AOL keyword, pop rewind. And, you know, um, I kind of want to take this opportunity, too, to thank our social media pals. Um, You know, anybody that kind of clicked like on one of the pictures I posted from Japan, or actually a lot of people um, 
we talked to on social media had tips for things to do or they've been there and I kind of checked out their blog again. Um, so that was, that was, that was good. And, uh, even to, to those out there who've sent their own memories of back to the future, the ride people like stingray and the sewer den, uh, definitely got me motivated to take this trip. So thank you so much. And thank you for indulging and listening to me go on and on about back to the future, the ride. And hey, why don't we give a little shout out to at Arcade Crusade, your buddy Matt there. So yeah, check out his stuff. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the PopRewind.com podcast. Um, we're still kind of experimenting with this like newer format of being a little less structured uh, and having somewhat of an improvised feel to it. So give us your feedback. If there's topics you want us to cover, go for it. We'll do this thing as long as people are uh, interested. So if you want live B-Day podcast, let us know. Hit us up. I'm into it. Well, that's going to seem really out of place since we're probably cutting the toilet thing out. But sure. <laughs> okay, we'll cut that part out too then. No. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Pop Rewind podcast. I've been Linz. And I've been drinking Ecto Cooler this entire time. Bye.